I'm delighted now to welcome Bev Truss from Hogsprickle, who's here to join us and talk to us about her work with wildlife conservation and also taking part in Irish Seed Savers Heritage Day tomorrow. So Bev, welcome to the show. Hiya, how are you doing? Very good. So tell us, what is Hogsprickle? Okay, so the Hogsprickle um, is a wildlife rescue um, and I've been running it in Ireland. Well, I've been in Ireland about 22 years now so I've always done wildlife rescue I'm a registered veterinary nurse and I specialise in wildlife um, but um, in 2012 I was diagnosed with cancer oh. and I just needed something to focus on so the Hogsprickle became well, well we went public with yeah. the Hogsprickle so uh, yeah um, just wildlife rescue so I rescue all sorts of wildlife um, but hedgehogs the spiky butts are my favourites. Nice. Oh, so, yeah, loads of spiky butts. But, um, yeah, and I work with other kind of wildlife, licensed wildlife rehabbers. And so well. what does the actual, what does your work look like kind of day to day? Um, it's a bit smelly and a bit kind of messy. Um, it depends. If no day is the same. It's the same as being in veterinary practice. You never know what's going to come in the door and at what time. Yeah. So I could get calls from, say, 8 o'clock in the morning um, to people finding hedgehogs when they're going to work. Maybe the hedgehog's been hit by a car or um, in recent weeks they're all ending up in cattle grids, which is um, a horrendous death for any animal. Um it depends on the time of the year as well. Mm. So in the winter time, um, we didn't used to get a lot of hedgehog calls, but in recent years, I'm finding that the hedgehogs are not hibernating as much as they could. Okay. So people are phoning me because, like last year, um, Christmas Eve, I admitted a hedgehog that just happened to be out walking right. during the day. Um, then we're sort of moving on and then getting into sort of April, May time, you're getting into what we call orphan season. Okay. So the orphans start. So the first orphans would be badgers. Then you're getting your fox cubs. Mm. And then the birds start. So the birds at that time of the year would be... Um, the blackbirds and the thrush. Yeah. And then getting to this time of the year, I'm getting a lot of calls about house martins and swallows. Okay. Um, and the hoglets start probably May, the end of May, June. Okay. Um, and then we're even still getting late-born hoglets into the end of August and into September, which isn't good. Yeah. Because they don't put on that magic 650 grams that they need, if they need to hibernate. Okay. So if people are finding hoglets at this time of the year, um, we need to admit them under licence. Okay. And then we keep them to they get to about 700 grams and then we release them. Right. Again. And in terms of, I suppose things are changing, you know, obviously yeah. climate change is affecting seasons and it's affecting like oh, that. It would be encouraging yeah. animals to kind of come out of season yeah. that we would have been used to. This time of year, obviously, now we've got Heritage Week and that's how... Uh, is it a nice way to kind of raise awareness about all of the great work that's out there? You have people like yourself yeah. are doing to protect, um, I suppose, our, na our, our heritage, whether it's wildlife or whether it's like Seed Savers with their event tomorrow yeah. um, in terms of vegetable seeds and apple trees. But it's also going to be the time where we're coming out of hedge season. And so all the hedges are going to start to be cut and, you know, people yeah. might be doing kind of getting their autumn grass cut and everything like that. What do people need to be mindful of when they're actually maybe pruning the garden and tidying it up a little bit? 
Okay, so um, if you're in the garden, um, and even garden hedges, it's illegal to cut them between the 1st of March and the 31st of August. Um, so people just have to be aware of um, fledglings still trying to sort of make their way and trying to survive. So mm. they'll be in the hedges. Um, little hoglets will be on the ground under the hedges. So okay. hedgehogs are called hedgehogs because yeah. they use hedges to navigate from garden to garden or throughout the countryside. And they're called hogs because they just sound like little hedge pigs okay. you know, snuffling and stuff. <laughs> so you would have, you know, the little hoglets in and around there as well. Mm. So, And the long grass... Um, if yeah, if it, if you can keep the long graf, grass, if you can keep what we say wild flowers, um, I say that they're not weeds; they're just mm. flowers in their in own the place. place. Yeah. <laughs> so, if people are cutting them, just be aware that there are wildlife living in them because that's their home. Mm. It would be like somebody coming in and bulldozing your house when you're sitting in the kitchen having a cup of tea. Do you know, it's kind of, it's kind of scary yeah. for them. Um, so if you're cutting the grass, I, I would plead with everybody to leave a metre margin around their garden that they just don't touch. Okay. And one of the main things is not to push the lawnmower under the hedge when you're cutting the grass. Because if you're doing that, a lot of hedgehogs will be sleeping there during the day mm. and a lot of little hoglets would be in there during the day. And if you ram your lawnmower or your strimmer under that hedge, yeah. chances are you could kill okay. or you could um, seriously injure a hedgehog that's under there. Um, and I see a lot of strummer injuries and garden accidents, you know. And is there a time of year then where they stop sleeping under the hedges that they might go off to hibernate? Not really, because they can hibernate under the hedges. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I would say to people that um, if, if, if you want to support our heritage and the wildlife, mm. um, our native wildlife need things like long grass, they need um, native plants, they need... Um, like log piles. So if you ha if you're trimming trees or anything mm. after October, you could then just leave them in a pile at the back of the garden. It's not going to bother anybody. It's not going to bother you to look at it. Just leave it and let it rot down. As it's rotting down, it's going to be attracting all those insects in. Yeah. So the insects will be living in it. The insects will be rot. You know, um, recycling that. Um, material back into the soil again right. but it's also going to be attracting the hedgehogs who'll feast on all those insects as well yeah and they'll think right this is a great place to live we'll just come and live here yeah. um and it'll also attra attract the birds the birds will come in to eat the insects as well mm. so if we're talking about protecting irish heritage i think you've got to start at the ground mm. forgive the pun but you have to you have yeah. to start in the environment and protect and support the environment. Don't don't have manicured lawns. Mm. I mean, at the Hogsbrickle, we only cut the grass about three times a year. And my husband's got a very small patch that he's allowed to keep tidy if he wants to. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the garden belongs to me, the birds and wildlife. Yeah, um, And I've got crickets and I've got, I had um, a bee orchid that's oh, wow. in the garden. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was so pleased. Um, I've got thistles in the garden that nobody's allowed to touch because they're thistles. Yes. Um, and uh, do you know the, the amount of birds that come through and the amount... I've even had crickets. I'm in the garden and mm. I can hear the crickets 
like kind of yeah, way, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, just sorry, go on. And just putting down um, like shallow dishes of water everywhere as well. Mm. You know, I think I think we need to start looking after our wildlife. Hedgehogs, especially, are an endangered species. They're on the watch list, mm. um, and and they're one of the environmental um, markers. So when things start to disappear in the environment, we know we're in trouble. Yeah. And hedgehogs would be one of them. Right, okay. Um, and there was, because I remember when I was in Seed Savers and and I know you're still involved in terms of releasing yeah. hedgehogs on the land. Can you talk us through a bit about that? And also I know that there were boxes for hedgehogs to actually kind of like have a safe space. Oh, yeah. Um, you can buy very expensive commercial ones, mm. but you can also make really cheap ones that the hedgehogs seem to prefer. <laughs> <laughs> and what are they made of? Like what, um, what? So you can make a feeding station. So a feeding station with just a cheap plastic box mm. upside down with a kind of five-inch hole, a CD-sized hole mm. cut in it. And then you line the hole with uh, masking tape, uh, <clears throat> no, sorry, um, duct tape. Okay. And then that stops it being sharp around the edges. And then you can put a, a bit of pipe in the hole. So as the hedgehog goes up the pipe, into the upturned box, mm. eats his cat food, it comes back out again. And you put something really heavy on top so as the, the local cats or the foxes or whatever don't tip it over so that they can get to the food. Yeah. So that's a really easy way of coming into the winter. You can use dry cat food to feed them. Now, we're only supplementing their diet. We're not feeding hedgehogs because hedgehogs will eat till they burst. Yeah, okay. So you don't want obese hedgehogs you don't want fat wildlife animals only get fat when people get involved yes, yeah. <laughs> you should see my cat oh dear. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um you just want to supplement the food so you want to give them the best environment that's going to uh, support them but the feeding station would be great um you can buy hoglios which people would buy and put in the garden because aesthetically it looks really nice to have these wee hedgehog nests around okay, the place. Okay. But quite often the hedgehogs completely ignore that and go and live in the log pile. Right, okay. Do you know? So it's, it's up to you. I, I said to one lady who was desperate to have hedgehogs in the garden, <clears throat> and I said to her, I can't release any to you because you don't have any in the garden. Hmm. Um, and I can't release hedgehogs where there are no hedgehogs. There's a reason that that's happened. Hmm. It's usually because there's a badger set nearby or all the houses in the estate have got walls that don't allow the hedgehogs to go from oh, garden to garden. So um, I said, just build it and they will come. And it took her two years and she was delighted to send me a picture of a hedgehog in her garden. She was delighted. Oh, fantastic. But yeah, so I was really happy with her. And she knocked a hole in the wall. Mm. Um, so it, it allowed the hedgehog to go through her wall into her neighbour's garden. Nice. And her neighbour had also done the same but he had planted a native hedge up against the wall in his garden okay so the wall was still there yeah um that the, the hedge construction folk settled. Yeah, yeah but there was a native hedge there so the birds were coming in and nesting and the fledglings were able to go in there and hide from the cats okay you see um so it's very the cyclical though isn't it yeah i mean it it's like a a spider web, yeah. you know, once one person does one thing, it all starts to join up. Mm. Um, and, you know, construction companies just need to learn that when they're building housing estates, they need to knock hedgehog holes yeah. and walls. Yeah. Fencing companies need to have 
hedgehog holes or um, wildlife highways to allow wildlife to move through gardens to be able to survive, you know. Wow. And obviously we were talking for the fact that you do some work with Irish Seed Savers. And so Irish Seed Savers event is on tomorrow from 11 to 5. And for anybody that is interested, you can find out more information at irishseedsavers.ie. So I know there would be an entrance fee for Mm non-supporters. Children would be free and supporters get in free. So obviously it's a good way to sign up and get an annual subscription and you get your free seeds and you get entry to all of these events. Tell us, you're going to be one of the speakers. So tell us, what are you going to be doing at the event on tomorrow? Um, I'm just going to be talking about how you can support wildlife and the environment um, Mm. and what you can do in your garden just to make things a wee bit more comfortable for other living beings that share the planet with us. Um, Susan, one of my best friends, runs Bat Rehabilitation Ireland. So Susan's going to be talking about bats and how you can support bats in the environment. So I think I'm talking about two o'clock and she's she's on directly after me about quarter to three. Um, But it's not... It's not kind of not a rigid talk. It's quite fluid yeah. because I start to talk and then somebody will answer my question and then I go off on a tangent and you know it just all becomes quite fluid. And, yes, you yeah, know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy to talk about anything to do with wildlife at all. Really lovely. Yeah. And can I ask, in terms of the work that you do, it's all voluntary. It's a hundred percent voluntary. Yeah. Um, like I say, it's just, it was just something that kept me focused and and just keeps me going and. Some days is harder than others. Mm. Um, I had to leave veterinary practice um, just because of my health issues and things. But um, my husband works, so he works really hard to feed hedgehogs. Yeah, nice. (laughs) So um, I'm allowed to take gifts, so I do have a PayPal account. um, And and what's the details for that? It's just thehogsprickle at gmail.com. And can you spell the hogsprickle just so people know that they're yep. spelling it right? It's the T-H-E-H-O-G-S-P-R-I-C-K-L-E. So hogs as in hedgehogs. Yeah. Prickle as in Prickly. prickles. Yeah. Um, and a group of hedgehogs is called a prickle. Oh, okay. I yeah. never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and it just sounds like a hospital. I yes. used to say yeah, something yeah, like that yeah. as well. Yeah. So it's just the hogsprickle at gmail.com. Perfect. And then do you have um, ways that people can kind of follow what you're doing? Yeah, I'm not very good on social media. You're not bad now. Oh, I follow you for a while now. <laughs> I, sit, I sit at night time and I'm really tired and yeah. I do things on Instagram and it automatically goes into Facebook. Which is great. Yeah. So because I don't go into Facebook I don't have mm. Facebook on my phone so yes um, but wise. I do Instagram and Facebook and I'm also a member of Ireland's Wildlife Rehabilitation no Ireland Wildlife Rehabilitators Association okay so you can follow IWRA on Instagram and Facebook um, and it's IWRA.ie so it's basically an educational association for people who want to get more involved Mm. in helping wildlife and um, maybe volunteering as a transport volunteer Mm. I know the guys at Irish Seed Saver have been fantastic whenever um, something gets heart up there, the shout out, and yeah. the next thing I've got somebody at my door with, you know. Because um, I think, yeah, I think during my time, so I'm gone a year now, but I think during mm. my time, I think there was 14 hedgehogs that were released on the land. Yeah, and I've done a f- couple more as well. Which and is amazing. And a kestrel as well. I think there was a few. Two things. kestrels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
oh god there's been a few things yeah which yeah. has been amazing to actually like you feel so privileged to actually see that they're being released and like that you have to obviously let them go and find their way within the wildlife right. but you're very curious to yeah. kind of see where do they go and will they come back you know and, and I'm quite happy you know for seed savers to have the hedgehogs mm. there because I know it's a safe area yeah um, and talking to the lads there, I've kind of tried to educate them not to cut the grass yes, yeah. any lower than 30 centimetres. Yeah. Um, because 30 centimetres, if you're going to cut the grass or strim the grass, if you leave it 30 centimetres long, chances are you're not going to hit a hedgehog that might yeah. be sleeping during the day there. Okay. So hopefully they're, they're still oh, doing that Oh, I think they'd be very well. good. I know Jeremy, who's brilliant. the orchard curator, he's very, very mindful of, yes. you know. Yeah, and Jeremy has actually helped me this year with a pine martin. Ah, well. fantastic! Yeah. yeah, so I've handreared a load of stoats and um, and a few pine martins as well. So we were always looking for. I try to get them back to where they're found. Yes, um, because they're born in that environment. That's where they have to mm. go back to, especially hedgehogs. Yeah, um, but some of the young hoglets that come into me, they can't mm. go back or the stoats can't go back or the pine martens can't go back because it's an unsafe area. Okay, people, yeah. people people, don't want to live with wildlife, mm. you know. I've had phone calls about, I've got a hedgehog in my garden, just come and get it, I don't want it there. And uh, I'm like, well, you know. Yeah. It's their home too. Yeah. yeah so and one of the things you mentioned as well was with regard to the cattle grids. Obviously, there's a lot of cattle grids around. Yeah. So what can people do to try and help prevent the hedgehogs getting stuck in there? Fill them in. Just fill oh, them okay. in. I've got a load down near me. Um, Bunratty's quite close to me, and as I'm driving along Bunratty, everybody's got a cattle grid, but mm. cattle don't, they're not on that road anymore. So if you don't need the cattle grid, just fill it in. Okay. It's not just uh, hedgehogs that fall in, um, it, it, it's fox cubs. Mm. Do you know, a, a, a variety of wildlife gets trapped in there, and they are death traps. Once yes. they're in, they can't get back out. Okay. So if, if, if you can fill them in, do so. Um, if you have to have the cattle grid, I don't know why they have to be so deep. Mm. I've been asking this question for a few years and nobody's been able to sort of come to a, a definitive answer for me. Um, even if it's just filled into, you know, half a metre, yeah. 30 centimetres from just some way that you can still get something out. Yeah, you yeah. can still get something out. Um, put in an escape ramp mm. now an escape ramp can just be a plank of wood with some chicken wire wrapped around it and put it in shallow mm. and if the hedgehog falls in at least he's got a chance of maybe walking back up that plank and getting himself back out again okay yeah yeah the problem is with hedgehogs is they fall in and yeah. that's bad enough but when you go to try and get them back out again they roll up into that big defence ball yeah and then you kind of get them between the poles Oh gosh, it's yeah. a nightmare. Yeah, a nightmare. So people can try things like just putting them, uh, you know, if you can put a piece of material down and then flick them onto the material, and then you can lift them up like a wee hammock. Yes, you can yeah. sometimes get them out that. And as you get them towards the top of the cattle grid, if you pour a little bit of water on them, now I'm not suggesting that you throw a bucket of water yeah, on yeah. them. <laughs> you In know, trouble. but if you've yeah. got maybe a mug of water, you could just pour that onto them. They don't like water. They don't like the rain. Mm. Sometimes that's enough just to open them up. Okay. And then you can get them through the bars of the cage. Yeah. But people have to be careful because I have had yeah. hedgehogs badly injured just with being forced yeah, through there. Yeah, of course, yeah. And then how do people get in touch with you if they do have an injured animal? Um, they can get me on social media. They can get me on 086-862-4511. Um, if I don't answer the phone, 
it's just because I'm probably juggling hedgehogs. Well, not literally. <laughs> not literally. <laughs> but there we go. <laughs> um, uh, we have birds of prey and stuff as well, yeah. or I might be on the road. Um, but if they WhatsApp me, I'll mm. always, always, always get back to somebody, yeah. you know, because the animals come first. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. The, the casualties come first. Yes, and then I will put a shout out, obviously, because it's voluntary that every every euro helps. So if people oh can actually God, donate yeah. through PayPal to thehogsprickle at yeah. gmail.com would be fantastic. I counted um, the pouches of cat foods that I was using last night, 51 pouches of cat food in one day. Every day or... Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so between 48 and 51 pouches of cat food every single day for, I would say, probably about six months. Okay. And then it all starts to calm down, so I go back down to about 20, 24 pouches of cat food. But like I was saying before, it just depends because at the moment I've got um, 34 hedgehogs on. Okay, so if um, anybody is uh, prone to having a lot of cat food that they'd like to share or absolutely. sponsor, <laughs> please get in touch. Uh, well, for now, anyway, Bev Trust, thank you so much. I think the work you're doing is fantastic and I'm thank thrilled you. that you're, you're here. And I know that everybody that goes to your event tomorrow at Seed Servers will have a fa- fabulous time. They'll learn a lot from you as well. And hopefully, bit by bit, we'll all actually help to do a little bit more for wildlife itself. So um, again, thanks a million, Bev. And we look forward to having you back here again soon. Oh, thank you so much. Hedgehogs. Yeah. <laughs> 